0: Welcome to Newsville with Joe and Neil. I'm Joe. And I'm Neil.
1: And this week we are talking about, what are we talking about?
0: We're going to start by talking about the left unhinged. What do you mean the left unhinged? The left of what? People are going bonkers, right? Everywhere. But the left, let's say, mostly are going bonkers. It's more manifest,
1: let's say. And lefty types, you mean? Whatever that is.
0: And what comes across in the media, it could, be, it could be like serious activists. It could be serious politicians. Mm. By serious, I mean they're normally reasonably responsible and measured in what they say or do, mm-hmm. but they're really coming unhinged. Um, the, the left unhinged, I'm borrowing the phrase because that's the title of a video the GOP, the Republican Party of the United States, put out this week. Right. It's a one-minute video. Let's play it.
2: A few years ago, ideas that we talked about were thought to be fringe ideas, radical ideas, extremist ideas. Those ideas are now mainstream.
3: I I, I just don't even know why there aren't uprisings all over the country. And if
2: you see anybody
3: from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd
2: you back on them, and you tell them they're not welcome anymore, anywhere. Do something about your dad's immigration practices, you feckless c- What's Uncle Tom but for white women who disappoint other white women? One way you get rid of Trump is a crashing economy, so please, bring on the recession. When was the last time an actor assassinated a president?
0: I have thought an awful lot about blowing up the White House. That's Ka- insane. Kaboom. Some of those are recent. Some of them are going a back a back, couple yeah. of years. Madonna, you remember, at the Women's March? Right. I have thought an awful lot about blowing up the White House. That was shocking to
1: me because I didn't think Madonna thinks an awful lot about anything.
0: No. I, I, I,
1: I wasn't under the impression that she actually thinks at all about anything, you know, that, that she actually has a functioning brain. But anyway, it's interesting that she was thinking about that, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, well, the more recent one was Maxine Waters. Yeah. And... I mean, is there a better representation of American politics than Maxine Waters? I mean, really? I mean, she's perfect, you know? I mean, the kind of stuff she's said in the past is just, uh, I mean, her geography is, uh, is 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 world-class.
0: She confused <clears is throat> North Korea for as, Russia. As right? long
1: as, word, by world-class, you mean crap. Uh, <laughs> so, to supposedly be an educated person and House of Representatives and stuff, uh, that woman is just, I mean, for me, she's a perfect example of of American. American politics and the fact that someone like that can become a politician and be someone who is so, um, well, so just, you know, I don't know what the term is. Uh, she's
0: she's incredibly industrious because she keeps yes. popping back in the news. Right. But she's extremely she's active. She's, she's, you know, got the bit between it. Even when she has incredibly cringeworthy moments, like yep. she gets something catastrophically wrong. Or when she's, you know, literally calling for a revolution. Yeah. Well, she's, com- she
1: she, on. she's so comprehensively ignorant of, yeah. of things in general, but that's what flies in American politics, you know, uh, ignorance and obviously subjectivity and stuff, you know. But actually, I was just looking at at, SOT, at the SOT page just now, actually, uh, and on the quote of the day, there's a quote by George Orwell. Um, it says, all political thinking for years past has been vit- vitiated uh, in the same way. People can foresee the future only when it coincides with their own wishes, and the most grossly obvious facts can be ignored when they are unwelcome. Um, that's one of the things that, that's, for me, that kind of sums it up that people only see the future when it fits with their own, like fits with their own wishes. Basically, it's pure subjectivity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and the left in the US today have this vision of what they want to see happen, and um, and they're going after it. And, I mean, that's not uncommon that human beings would to you know have a subjective viewpoint and try and get it but for the average person they don't have the ability to actually achieve what they their 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 wishes what they would like to to achieve you know from a subjective point of view or enforce their vision on everybody they can't do it but people in in positions of of political power have a lot more uh, leverage or, or, or power to 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 actually impose that kind of their own vision you know and the left has this um has has this vision of the future and vision of the way America is today that is uh and, and they think they can they can push it through, you know, they can push it, push it forward, you know. Well, um, within
0: two days of Maxine Waters calling for supporters to uh, harass uh Trump an, government officials. In a
1: restaurant, an apartment store, wherever, a gasoline station. There were two
0: instances of it. Mm. And one of them was with um the, the the press secretary Sanders right I mean that's egregious where like she's basically told to get out right we're not serving you. i mean in the u s that's 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 been the issue with you know who can and cannot be served it's gone all the way to the extreme uh, mm-hmm. f- supreme Court with uh, whether or not an established a private company has a right to serve someone or mm-hmm. not but, but the legal issue aside it's it's the atmosphere and mm-hmm. like as like I was saying the fact that Maxine Water can waters can put out the call and get the response immediately so she yeah. has traction yeah
1: you know I mean it's not just well there's Maxine waters and then there's the I mean I suppose in the left the left on hinge would include obviously I suppose it's not that the the left is a group of people let's say that are hold to a particular ideology let's say today it's they kind of self select in a certain in a certain sense they 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 they, they actually they add themselves to that grouping and at the same time help to define that grouping by what they say. So it's like the left the left today the this unhinged left is is kind of being created as things happen, you know. Yeah. They, 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 are are they, they're becoming defined more and more clearly defined by what certain people uh, are doing and saying. <clears throat> and obviously most of it is in the US a lot of it's directed against it's anti-trump, right? Uh, I mean, someone, other people who, we have a good article up on top actually, uh, uh, at the top of the page, has a new American Civil War begun. It gives five or six different uh, possible reasons. One of them was Maxine Waters that we just heard about. Um, But there's other um, uh, actors, actually. And there's an actor, John Cusick, you know, uh, Mm. who I actually used to like. Well, I just don't like him now, but I... I thought he was a good actor and, and a kind of good guy. He, he actually produced a, a movie that was kind of like an anti-Iraq war movie back in it was 2005 or 2006. War it was kind Inc. Of like, yeah, something. War Inc. It was kind of like a semi-comedy, but it was clear, pretty clearly a dig at, at the Iraq war and stuff, yeah. you know. So, <clears throat> But today he's um, he has accused the Trump administration of fascism and torturing children. Um, you know, I, I mean, that's another yeah. example of someone who doesn't know what the word fascism is, you know. Um I mean, fascism today and fascist today is pretty much it means A fascism is, it, today is something you don't like. Whatever you don't like, it's fascism. If you don't like what someone's saying, they're a fascist. That's pretty much that's, that's how, how, how far we've come from any original or accurate definition of the, of the, of the term. It's just a slur. It, it could be like it's just any, any bad word you used uh, to, against someone. That's, that's how it's used today. But if, like fascism originally, if you go back to original fascism, it's kind of... Uh, the Italian fascist in the early 20th century, Mussolini. And what it meant then, and what it therefore should still mean today, if anybody's going to use the term, is um, like a group. It's kind of like a group of people um, who envision, who want to sweep away the old. They've decided that the way society is today is out of date, and uh, oppressive in some way or other and they want to radically change society, sweep away a lot of social uh, structures that exist today and uh, and impose a new kind of utopian, much better idealistic society. And they want to, that that has to be imposed, uh, this is the original fascism, this is what Mussolini basically espoused as well, uh, has to be opposed by a strong government, ideally a strong leader. Now, or, and, I mean, but, so, by that definition, who most... Accurately represents that ideology today. Obviously, it's the leftists. The leftists, are the ones who say that everything Trump represents is old and out of date and anarchic and or, or, uh, anachronistic, and it's they that are going to lead American society into a new utopian future. Uh, that, by the, that is the definition, the closest definition, I'd say, of original fascism. But it's the lefties who are accusing everybody else of being fascist. So um, The other
0: key component to, in this case, to Cusack's. Argument is he doesn't like the rest of them. He doesn't take a basic fact check
1: mm-hmm.
0: on on the issue that okay, fascism we dealt with. Now the other thing he says that Trump tortures kids in Wait. cages. That's <clears throat> that's off the back of a media blast. Let's mm-hmm. say simultaneously across all the corporate media that's anti-Trump, saying exactly the same claim, mm-hmm. where a basic fact check explains that no, the same practices, however you characterize them as cages, torture, whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, egregious separation of families against international law. However you decide to define it, the basic fact check is it started under Mr.
2: Nobel Peace Prize.
0: Mike Drop. Oh, yeah, he's my homie, Obama. Mm -hmm. So you're right there. You've got the tunnel vision. Right. Where it's something else, something they cannot articulate. They just hate Trump. Mm it's weird, you know, because the they, they fascism in the classic sense is the strong man. It's the authoritarianism. It's one, well, it's usually not, one ruler, right? Well, and they hate that and right. instinctively.
1: Whoever well, that's, that's how they get it mixed up, you see, because the left thinks they can call the right fascism because they think that fascism is primarily defined by some strong kind of authoritarian, totalitarian dictator type leader who comes along and does stuff, right, takes the country down the wrong road. That's what they think fascism is. But that's not what fascism is, because obviously that's just one leader a figurehead leader uh, does not a fascist make type of thing. It's the ideology behind it that is the, is, is the, the majority of, of a fascist ideology. And um, like I just said, original fascism is about sweeping away, radically changing society by sweeping away the old structures and imposing a, a, uto- a new utopian, uh, you know, kind of landscape onto society and force, and forcing and having a government of some description doesn't matter about the government it can be any kind of government really that enforces this directs and enforces this sweeping away of the old and bringing in of the new utopian uh, society <clears throat> so the only thing the left have there in that respect is uh the fact that the last when, when fascism when fascism was originally uh, uh originally played out in the early 20th century in italy and then later in germany you had this kind of dictator, dictator leader, but they totally overlook what actually was going on, what the ideology behind it was, which is their ideology today. Yeah. So they are by far, you know, if the leader is 10% of fascism because he's an authoritarian leader, if authoritarian leader is 10% of what makes up fascism, then 90% of it, the other 90% is the leftist ideology today of destroying the existing or traditional structures of society and imposing a radical new template yeah. on, on, on everybody.
0: Yeah, and among the factors in that other 90% that make up what fascism is, is a new history. It's a rewriting right. of well, you have to, yeah. where we're from. Right. You, that has to be a key part of it, mm-hmm. a key plank. And what's been the expression of it in the U.S. and in other Anglophone countries, the monument thing, right. tearing down monuments, right. literally yeah. taking a dump on them. I mean, like, the they're, they're most extreme possible, and that's a rejection. of all, It's all old. It's, um, it's all evil. It's oppressive. It's, yeah, it's reminder is oppressive for us now and the way we want to go. Mm-hmm. We just we literally mm-hmm. kind of tear it down.
1: Yeah, and obviously it's very dangerous. And other people have talked about this before. The danger in this left, this radical left, this ideology. And no, it's not even radical left. It's just left. It's, it's very hard to put, define these terms. It's like, are we, when you talk about radical leftist, people tend to think <coughs> the the kind of guys in the masks, the black bloc, the, uh, the anarchists and stuff like that, that that's what you're talking about. But we've just played... Quote, quote of here from, congressmen, of people from Congress, you know, and people like espousing these kind of extremist views—won't even call them left. They're just extremist views uh, that that are not, you know, your average. Not they're not down kicking the windows in in Starbucks. You know what I mean? They're in politics. They're in the media. They're in. Um, well, that's pretty much pretty much most of them are the
0: politics and media actors and stuff. There, but there's a there's a direct connection now. Like a, that's what I was saying about Maxine Waters. Within 24 hours of her saying "Go get them," mm. <laughs> people are going to get it. I don't know if there's a direct. We know, for right. example, that in the case of the crowd that went into the restaurant in Washington D.C. to harass the DHS um, secretary, mm. Christian Nielsen, I think mm-hmm. her name is. Um, among them was a, a current working staffer at the DOJ, mm. who has a history of being like a, let's say, lefty activist at university. Right, and she's barely out of college, and here she is. She's now actively working against a fellow civil servant, or probably like her senior. You yeah. know, she should be fired. I don't know what's going to happen to her, but there,
1: there'll be no love lost between when, when, the, when the infighting really starts. Like, I mean, it's like
0: it's getting to the point where. It's it's not going to be about firing and reprimanding. It's going to be about who do you start. Well, who they are making the, they're making they're making real the thing they fear most. I was going to say, it's getting to the point of who do you start rounding up first, mm-hmm. so that the situation doesn't explode. Right.
1: So it doesn't. Well, yeah. so that it doesn't. Because, well, but that, that make, if they're
0: that's... if they're free to just carry but, on as they are.
1: Right, but that may make it explosive. start. I mean, it's, it's a cash it, Right, it's a situation. It's it's really fraught with with danger, you know, and that's why this article that I was talking about has uh, has the title "Has a new American Civil War begun?" I mean, there's lots of you know, yeah, you mentioned monuments, um, obviously media wars, uh, polarization of opinion, um, um, and a bunch of other things like I mean, they, they quote shooting Republican politicians, okay. leave, leaving dead animals on civil servants' doorsteps. Uh, and obviously the whole kind of racial division in, in the U.S., you know. Um, and but, tur-
0: turning up armed at some protests. Oh. Yeah,
1: but there's was, there was actually a comment, another musician, I've never heard of this person, Serge Tankian, uh, apparently wrote on Instagram that the U.S. is in a state of utter regression and that it is time for a peaceful revolution. I mean, that's, for me, that's a good insight into the kind of thinking of these people where they think that because of Trump, because of the stuff that has been going on under, under the Trump pres- presidency, that America is in a state of utter regression. I mean, what the hell did that person think was happening under Obama? They obviously thought it was, it was the opposite of aggression, of, uh, of, of progress, right? But look what happened under Obama. I mean, under Obama, you had pretty much the deep state, the so-called deep state in the U.S. had free reign. It basically ran, ran the show, and what it wanted was NATO expansion. It wanted further NATO expansion. Obviously, they, they did Ukraine. They, they, they orchestrated a, a coup in Ukraine. I mean, they, they, were, they were dead set on... Um, pushing back eurasian integration uh, threatening and, and, and corralling Russia uh, at every opportunity um, China as well you know they wanted they wanted further continued and further expansion for complete American kind of global dominance that 's what that 's what was happening under uh, under obama, and people like this guy think that that was progress that was good completely oblivious to the fact that it may well have led us to the to the, to the brink of, of nuclear war if you if if the deep state in the US had been allowed to continue to threaten Russia and China in the way that they were I mean the other thing they would have wanted as well was um was North Korea they would have wanted to keep North Korea kind of ticking over as this kind of like um part of the axis of evil this n- potentially nuclear arms state they probably would have enjoyed a bit of a, a bit of a bombing campaign against North Korea probably you know uh, because that's one means to kind of uh
0: to maintain a an edge, a, a, a leverage in right. that part of the world against China, but given what's going on with China and Russia acquiring the means to right basically, but the, r- render an entire battlefield of the United States redundant. Yeah,
1: but who? But these people, these people in the deep state under Obama, this this guy and these lefties think it was progress, uh they they were happy. I mean, all of the evidence suggests that these are the crazy people who would have pushed it right up to the brink and would have f- believed that. Russia and China would have blinked first. That, that was the attitude under Obama and Bush. Obviously, was right back to 9-11 uh, and the beginning of the war on terror. That's what it was all about. It was expanding and, and, and pushing uh, the borders, out the borders of, of American global dominance, right? And that's what they were on until Trump comes along. And Trump, well, I mean, I'm not, I'm not big up on Trump in any, in any respect, but I'm saying that look what he's done in North Korea. Look what he's doing right now, talking about having a peace summit with Russia. I mean, those are not things you would have got under Hillary Clinton. You would have, you would have had endless wars, more wars like Libya that Hillary, uh, she, she certainly bigged up the, the, war, the, the bombing and destruction of Libya and the, and the murder of Gaddafi. Uh, and you would have had, you know, the, the deep state under Hillary Clinton, effectively, in the U.S., bringing the world to the brink of nu- nuclear Armageddon. And this guy is, you know, lamenting the fact because he he's completely oblivious of that, that was going on. He's lamenting the fact that Hillary, for example, didn't get become president, or Obama wasn't still president. And no. uh, certainly lamenting the fact that Trump was president. And why? Because
0: these people have no conception of what's going on in the world outside them. He's lamenting the uh, illusion. I'll, what they would have got with Hillary is the illusion of maybe a peace process in North Korea. I say that because when she was Secretary of State, 2009 or so, maybe 10, she, apparently her initiative, but it was obviously with Obama's blessing, she uh, initiated the reset with Russia. Right then, President Medvedev, I think, mm-hmm. Putin was back at, as PM. But the, the reset, and it was you know Trumped, trumped up, off, pun intended, as basically you know let's just, th- let's right. just chill out here, you know. But meanwhile. Behind the scenes the billions are still flowing into ukraine and that situation well, that is coming point, up to the boil at that they're, point, they're, 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 they're saying they're giving me the illusion of being a certain yeah. way while they're carrying on they're being... planning
1: syria at that point which was a direct attack against in 2009 they were already yeah. well well ahead in their plans uh, for funding jihadis in syria which was a direct attack against russia i mean it was a t- it was it was obviously Primarily against Syria, but indirectly it was, uh, it was uh, an attack against Russian influence in the, in the Middle Obama East. Obama
0: was going to Cairo and giving these amazing speeches, well received in the Middle East. Oh, right. thank God, so here's someone who at, at least understands us. And, you know, he might have uh, some African slash Muslim roots. So he's one of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gaddafi called him our brother, right, our brother from Kenya. So he gave him a chance. What he was saying was awesome. Let's, you know, calm down the Middle East. Let's uh, let's all go for democracy what was actually going on they were destroying countries that were stable at least relatively secular if not mm-hmm. you know democratic enough on whatever scale of democracy they want to choose from so obama's behind the smile was producing right. precisely the opposite right
1: and that's all people are expect or have been asked what we've been talking about for years is people are just they need to learn to see beyond the appearance the the nice shiny kind of like uh Softly spoken or well spoken or, uh, words of peace and humanitarianism. They need to look behind that and look at what those people who are saying those words in, in when they're when their politicians, in particular, what they're actually doing. Uh, and if he did that with Obama, but they don't, they don't, they don't. they don't want to do that with Obama. They can't do with Obama because they're stuck in this kind of radical leftist ideological view that, um. I don't know. It's very simplistic. It's way over-simplistic. It, it's, it's like the problem, and it's new. It's a real problem. is because It's a real problem because these people want to impose something on society that society isn't able for, which is basically utopia. No more sexism. No more racism. No more poverty. No more. You know, all politicians would be nice and well spoken and, and never do anything wrong. Free with no, love. Free no, abortion. No more millionaires and billionaires, as Bernie Sanders said. They want, want to, They want to clean the board basically and impose that on everybody. And with it, they want to uh radically restructure the kind of cultural environment of a country as well where you're you know because a lot of those things if you're not allowed to for example no more racism you just talking about the statues if there's going to be no more racism in this country then we're going to knock down all any statues that have any link whatsoever to racism in the past but there's a bunch of people in the in the country who actually like those statues for their own reasons not necessarily racist reasons you know um and, and I mean, if you start policing sexism and stuff, you know, like no more sexism, evil patriarchal men, you know, uh, toxic masculinity and stuff. What do you, What do you, are you you expect? You're not going to get a backlash from from men who who feel uh, a bit put out by the fact that are uh, by the fact that they're that they're being accused of being, you know, kind of predators in waiting or inherently, you know rapey or something like that you know and, and there's going to be policies and laws you know laws i mean in france you know i mean in france last year they they passed a law where uh, it's a criminal offense to wolf whistle at, mm. uh, at women in the street you know uh, and there's it even worse than that it was um something like uh, unwanted advances or something like that you know i guess the point where it's you're going to it's going to criminalize people the only way they can actually impose this utopia on the world is to criminalize anybody who does not it's, who who either refuses to accept the dictates they have very very strict form of interacting with other people, what you can and can't say talk about like even transgender and, and 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 gender pronouns and all that kind of stuff. if you don't use the same pronoun or the right pronoun for the right person, you may go to prison. I mean any normal human being is the point is going to rebel against that level of of constriction and 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 micromanaging of of an, indi- I mean, it's yeah. the exact opposite of American freedom, right? The the the, the, the individual being uh, being paramount, you know, individual freedom being the most important thing. It's exactly the opposite of the whole of the whole American ethos around around individualism, and it's, most Americans have signed up or bought into that idea, and yeah, it works. It's good for most people to be to have a lot of individual rights, but these people want to take away all of those rights effectively because they have to because if they're going to get rid of sexism racism and every other every homophobia every other bad thing then um they're going to have to do it by force if they want to do it very very quickly and they want to do it quickly they don't want to take the long view and say okay well just you know society's never going to be perfect you're going to have to deal human beings aren't perfect you're going to have to deal with some you know negative aspects you can't have a perfect system and and that's true for human beings as well and therefore let's just accept that but let's work to try and make it as good as it possibly can be without imposing uh you know unreasonable or unfair uh you know laws or policies or, or strictures on people if they took that approach fine everybody would sign up to it because everybody wants a better society but everybody has to understand that you can only, do, only achieve a better society with everybody's consent but the lefties don't agree to that they agree with that they say basically anybody who doesn't consent to this better society, well, then they're going to be, first of all, they're going to be excoriated and humiliated. And, and eventually, if they if they take it far enough, they'll be put in prison. Be, not, not giving your consent to this vision of a utopian society will be a criminal offence.
0: It's already it's already at that stage in universities, um, yeah. especially in the US. I mean, they, they are, they're passing laws by fiat. You're talking about a situation where Congress passes a law nationwide, top down. It's, it's So many things have happened in, by, by creep. Um, so they're not actual laws, but they're rules and regulations decided by the individual universities mm-hmm. or maybe as a group. And there's tribunals and all sorts of things where the absurdity came to a head like where I think there was a case where two people were both intoxicated, right, had sex with each other. No one complained, but someone else heard about it and said the, there the, might not have been consent there. There might not have been consent. Was it expressed between you? I and mean, They were both essentially found to be in the wrong. I, I'm not sure on that. Maybe it was a theoretical situation per board. But that's the kind of absurdity that is yeah. just the air is thick with it. And I'm, that's the university is an egregious example. But the, this, um, this passing laws, this criminalizing things by fiat is going on all over the place, on mm. the surface. At least at the political level, with the media attention there are. There's still those basic checks and balances where it has to be discussed and bartered. Mm -hmm. Even if all the Congress people doing that are hypocrites for whatever personal reasons, maybe I'll agree to it if you give me that other vote Mm -hmm. and some money Mm -hmm. for my constituency or something, whatever. At least it's a relatively open process. But there's a lot of things going on completely in the dark that have just, they've sprung up and here we are. and There's nothing we can do about it. Yeah. Um, the 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 point you made about where, yeah, is it the left? Well, well, they're extremists. Um, it it's it's basically only a few years old. Obviously, we we can discuss. It's got its seeds that go way back. When you, when in hindsight, we can say, well, if we track all these things, mm-hmm. it was things were heading that way. Mm-hmm. But Trump really is like the the well, the, what's touch the, the touchstone for this because he I mean, we now know that he was a candidate still, and that FBI agents were communicating with each other, Peter Strzok, Mm -hmm. we need to stop this guy. We cannot let him. And he didn't even fully articulate. Maybe he couldn't to himself, but he just knew, hold on, this goes against my view of the world and the way it should be going. Mm -hmm. Not just goes against, but it'll undo so much. Mm -hmm. He's got to go. Um, and, and a lot of people it seems simultaneously had this intuition and it got expressed in different ways i don't like him because and he, there were, there were easy reasons to not like him right because yeah. he's so brash right and um, because he's easily editable into making making him sound like cuz he, well, he, he also doesn't speak he also doesn't doesn't
1: says say some pretty stupid things
0: exactly he does say stupid things and he does say things that uh, are mean mm mm-hmm. But in his actions and later in other contexts, yeah. he's actually a sound, well, he shows decent, that he's, decent person. He basically. shows that he's
1: not stupid as well. He's not a, this idiot that they're making him out to be, right? This bumbling idiot. So
0: I think the better term is if it's not, if we're going to try, if we're not going to be polemic about it, it's not the left is unhinged. It's a new phenomenon in itself. And there's, there's a wiki, people are using it, but there's a wiki page on it. Um, on what? I'd love to pu- pull it up if we can. Trump derangement syndrome.
1: Oh yeah,
0: I love it. I, I've seen it. I've seen it quite a bit. So it's an official.
1: There. It's an official.
0: Uh, it was made a Wikipedia page out of, it, and it's still up there. Is Normally, it the DSM?
1: Is it the, Is it? Is it in the DSM?
0: Uh, <laughs> it should be.
1: Medical or um.
0: It really should be because mentalism. It, it 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 should be because there are so many things that are tied with it, like Maxine Waters froths, and it's Trump that's doing that. Mm-hmm. To her, you know, mm-hmm. and what's what, what even feeds the phenomenon is, is is Trump is in the media so much they hate him, but they mediatize him, they play their part in him absolutely being from the every freaking tweet he makes. Well, actually, you could just ignore it,
1: right? But, but they he, can't,
0: they can't. It's like, and he keeps hitting them. And they think, but the, the
1: reason they justify the reason the media, I think, at least the ones that aren't constantly doing it consciously, you know, are doing it in a well meaning, quote unquote, kind of way. Uh, is that they believe, because of the kind of things you said about Trump, his persona, his brashness, all that kind of stuff, they actually think that they need to keep a check on this president because he could turn into a dictator, you know? And they've said as much themselves, you know, that that the media needs to hold this guy to account because he bears all the hallmarks of a dictator-in-waiting type thing, which is a complete horseshit, you know? I mean, if you look beyond the surface, it's obvious that that's not the case, you know? Any more so certainly no more so than any other president who you know who in in the US who who thinks of themselves as uh, uh, you know the commander in chief right the dictator and wants to make lots of executive uh, decisions and stuff like that but the media play a big probably the biggest role have played the biggest role over the past year and a half in creating this hysteria around Trump and all of the things that have come off the back of it basically the racial stuff. Uh, the sexism and all kinds of the media have actually pr- created that situation where there's a hysteria in the US, effectively over Trump uh, and what Trump is doing and what he represents. And a good example of that, obviously, is the one one other aspect uh, the media have, in terms of Trump, that they've played a big part in, is, is the ridiculous Russian collusion allegations, right? And we have a video, uh, Scotty, of um Trey Gardy. Uh, uh, Trey Gowdy. Trey Gardy talking to
0: He was yeah, yeah, he was questioning FBI Director Ray and the Attorney right. General Rosenstein. Right. This week. This is at a, another House hearing on specifically this one was about the anti-Trump FBI agent, Peter Stroff right. He was supposed to lead the investigation as an impartial FBI agent. And we now know he's talking at the time in July twenty sixteen. We've got to get rid of this guy. Right. He's effing this, he's effing that. I'm. I'm going to investigate if he has any ties with Russia. You know, I'm impartial. Um, So yeah, let's let's have a listen to Trey Gowdy. He's
2: all right. Here it is. He's at the wits' end. Chair recognizes the gentleman from South Carolina, Mr. Gowdy, for five minutes. Uh, Thank you, Mr. Chairman. The Russia investigation has been going on for almost two years now. Special counsel's investigation has been going on for over a year now. For most Americans, it's important to know what Russia did to our country in 2016 and with whom, if anyone, they did it. Uh, when a foreign state interferes with our democratic electoral process, love it, love it. Um, so it should you, be a chance of a
0: lifetime four for a
2: law enforcement no. agent to investigate yeah. that, yeah, except, apparently, the yeah, one that was actually picked to investigate it. Uh, that was Peter Strzok. Mm-hmm. FBI agent Peter Strzok was picked to lead the FBI's investigation. 60 Democrats have already voted to proceed with impeachment before Bob Mueller has found a single solitary damn thing. More than 60 have voted to move forward with impeachment, and he hasn't presented his first finding. So I'm going to say this to you, Mr. Ray, Mr. Rosenstein, I realize that neither one of you were there when this happened, but you're both there now. Uh, Russia attacked this country. They should be the target, but Russia isn't being hurt by this investigation right now. We are. This country is being hurt by it. We are being divided. We've seen the bias. We've seen the bias. We need to see the evidence. If you have evidence of wrongdoing by any member of the Trump campaign, present it to the damn grand jury. If you have evidence that this president acted inappropriately, present it to the American people. Uh, There's an old saying that justice delayed is justice denied. I think right now all of us are being denied. Whatever you got, finish it the hell up, because this country is being torn apart. I would yield back, Mr. Chairman.
1: Right. So uh, it's pretty pretty interesting. I mean, he makes this comment, makes a comment about Russia being uh, Russia. You know, Russia's to blame for interference or elections, or whatever. But that's you know, he maybe has to say that. I don't know if he believes that or not. But anybody with any sense realizes that that's complete nonsense when you look at the actual. Uh, Facebook posts and Twitter posts of how they swung the election with a couple of Jesus uh, think, m- memes and stuff. But I
0: think he knows that, but he's got to start...
1: He's got to the, give, give them something, this basically.
0: Is, this is the legal position. This is the reason for this god goddamn uh, inquiry, this Russiagate whole, whole affair. It's going on one and a half years, he says. So where's the evidence? Yeah,
1: well, <laughs> well, well the point he, point he makes is that is that there are 60 Democrats um, Democrats members of Congress who signed up to push forward with impeachment proceedings before Mueller had actually presented any evidence whatsoever that any of the allegations were true I mean is that not scream bias of course it screams bias it, it's ridiculous it's a completely biased uh, uh, investigation from the very beginning and the the point about the point he makes is that it's dividing the country is like uh, g- g- you know, goes to the heart of the matter of what we've been talking about, basically, because that's just one other aspect of the divisions in the country. That, I mean, the Russia thing is obviously a division, um, and it gets back to what I was saying about what the deep state, basically, under Obama and under a, a Hillary Clinton presidency would have wanted, which was to push back Russia and to push Russia to the brink and hope and believe, in the belief that Russia and China, whatever, would blink first and that they would be, you know, that they would exp- they would be able to expand the American, uh, you know, empire, basically, and their, their domination of the world completely under Hillary Clinton and the reason they don't like Trump and the reason they came out against Trump this deep state is because they knew that he wasn't on board with that ideology that American exceptionalist kind of control the world dominate the world and spend as much of the American taxpayers money as possible as necessary to dominate the world and do it all under cover of some shiny you know under Obama a nice shiny black guy or uh, Smooth talking, smooth talking African American president, or under Hillary Clinton, the first female president. Oh yeah, you know she's for equal rights and diversity. All would have been lovely back at home, and the American people would have been being duped into believing that everything was shiny and they were they were pushing forward with their utopian version of America, while the deep state was basically running the show and bringing the, the whole planet closer to nuclear Armageddon. And every American, every particularly on the left today, was was complete is was and is and <clears throat> would have been completely duped by that <clears throat> trump comes along and like we just we mentioned earlier on trump uh takes care of the north makes the, more or less make the north korea business go away is uh, is being more realistic about about america's role in the world by saying listen i mean how more realistic can you get by publicly stating listen we need to impose tariffs on other people because we're getting a bad deal economically and you know that's that's straight talk and that's what countries should be doing in a certain se- sense you know Um it should be dealing with each other on on an economic basis and trying to hammer out economic deals for the prosperity of everybody, right? Everybody, you know, fights their own corner and hopefully everybody gets something out of it. <clears throat> um, but that's, and, and that's, that's like, so North Korea, he, he's talking about, uh, he's talking more about tariffs and he's, and like we mentioned earlier on, he's, um, he's talking about a peace, a peace deal with, or not peace, a peace summit or talking to Putin. I mean, you contrast what trump trump that, and that announcement just came out recently they're going to have a, some meeting and john bolton was in russia mm. setting it up in advance talking to putin contrast that with what the deep state was doing prior to under obama prior to uh trump's presidency i mean they were pushing 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 antagonizing russia right to the point and they were they were going to go there to the point where they thought they could make russia back down and russia would not have backed down and it would, would have been the end it could have been the end of everybody basically so, but what I was going to say about the media in terms of what, in terms of the division, the media—the only reason that whole Russia collusion business, which is part of this division in America, the, the Russian collusion stuff—is is the political division. Let's say, uh, it's against Trump at a political level, but it, it spills out into obviously the divisions that are happening in at the at the more local level in society, the racial divisions and the left versus right and stuff. It's all tied together, obviously, you know, and the media. There would be no. Uh, Russian collusion story. I mean, at the end of that um, segment we just played with Trey Girdie, uh the guy, what's his name, um, the FBI dude, the new director, uh, Ray. Ray, Ray. He responds and says, um, "You know, there's. I totally agree with you that nobody should jump to any conclusions, and they should only base their any conclusions they come to on what we have actually published, which is pretty much nothing in terms of Russian collusion, right, between Trump." There was no collusion at all. They have no evidence for it. And yet, that's not where we are. For the past year and a half, all we've heard, everybody believes that there was Russian collusion, right? Why? If if, if the publication by the FBI shows none of that, yet everybody believes it, where did it come from? It came from the damn media. The media are fully, 100% responsible for creating the division in America, and someone wants it to happen. Someone's happy about it, you know? And it's not just... I mean, people tend to think that it's going to be this... Radical leftists, like we're saying in quotes, uh, the extremists, this extremist unhinged mindset that's going to destroy America and destroy whatever the Western world or whatever, but that may not actually happen. This, that may be a prelude to a kind of a, a kickback, which is happening. You know, we don't know what's going to happen if, if anything, but as much as there may be some crazy radical leftist Marxist utopian society imposed on the West that is tantamount to slavery. As much as that might happen, that might just go far enough to the point where you'll have a backlash from traditional conservative right-wing camps that will create a real, a complete shitstorm as well, basically. And will have the same effect on American society by by basically collapsing it or destroying it uh, in in, in terms of civil strife from the inside, you know. You don't know who's going to end up on on top at the end of that or, or if there'll be anybody left to be on top.
0: Oh, if it gets to a shooting match, it's right. it's it's very predictable, no? Uh, yeah, they they are outnumbered and outgunned. Well,
1: the well the military would tend to be. I mean, they're supposed to try to, but the military is traditionally conservative. Like, in the military ultimately follows the the orders of the of the of the presidency, you know. And and you know, so. But then, if you talk about people behind the scenes, do they have any ideology, or are they simply playing one off against the other? You know, are they just in it for the? the shits and giggles, as you say, type of thing, are they in it just for some kind of power game or power play that, that, that they're, it's just control and, I don't know, I mean, that's a big question as to whether anybody is at the wheel on this, whether anybody is actually trying to create some kind of a social discord in the US just for some as yet unknown reason, or whether the wheels really have come off and it's just a, it's a free-for-all, it's just chaos. And there's nobody, nobody home, basically, you know. Yeah. In that case, who knows where it's going to end up? You know, you could end up in that situation. You could end up with, you know, a lot of civil civil strife. It's almost to be hoped that there's some malevolent, evil forces behind the scenes who are directing it to some specific end, because at least the end's controlled. Because nobody wants complete chaos, and they, right? It they
0: can be found and stopped, right? And overnight, changes. <clears throat> right. it changes, right? But no, it's going to be more like, um, certain people are. A a certain way and, mm-hmm. and it's going to play out the the, the way they are just plays out until they're stopped basically right um either legally or physically mm-hmm. probably it takes probably a lot of physical stuff in the end that they, so they don't get access to media so for example the media corporations are bought out maybe with a, a nationalized yeah. <laughs> a national broadcast in the United States I mean that's a serious problem the U.S., for example, the media is owned by, like six major corporations, and it, it's been tooting its horn for 100 years now about how awesome that is because it's not state-owned. Anyone, yeah. It's private, you see? <clears throat> so it's a, it's a balance against state power. Right. But they are the state.
1: Now. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. And they're, yeah.
0: they're working against, but they're not really the state, of course. They, they are a private entity over right. here. They're working against the president who represents the state.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, what's he to do? He he would need a state broadcaster to compete with them. Right. The only America needs is RT.
1: Right. Well, the only thing you have in America that's not really against the the media and the, and the 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 kind of Trump bashing, Russia gating media News. is Fox News. You know, and you wonder what they're doing. You know, but the, 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 certainly in terms of their in terms of the the reach they have, I mean, it's compared to all of the others combined, they don't really. Uh, have the same reach, although they are they have got more more viewers, let's say. But I think that's because people on the, more, the conservatives, Republicans, traditionalist kind of thing are paying more attention. If you know what I mean, they're they're more concerned and they're watching more what's going on. there whereas the lefties don't they don't need the media. You know, we are the media basically, and we're out there in the streets. You know, protesting and you know wearing uh, pussy hats and um, you know I don't know having gay pride parades and so, But uh, oh. you know, big up in gay gay pride parades and stuff, which, you know, we have nothing against kind of uh, gay pride parades and that kind of thing. But um, it does seem to fit in with, unfortunately, it's just one, one thing that fits in with this kind of, kind of extremist utopian ideology that many people seem to have embraced. Because, obviously, a utopian ideology is there's no bad things that happen to society at all. No racism no sexism and obviously that includes no homophobia so the the way you go about that is you promote you do put a lot of energy and effort into promoting and encouraging uh kind of fringe groups let's say who are marginalized you know or you know uh, minority groups that kind of thing and obviously uh, so
0: that the masses come to accept them
1: right so, so that that we can have a wonderful society where nobody thinks badly of any one thing at all. Well, there's no division at all where everybody is just part of one big society and everybody's happy and nobody has any prejudices at all. You know? And the problem with that is is that you're going to have to do away with religion as well. And of course, religion has been done away with to a large extent. But there was actually one, there was a question put to Jordan Peterson about uh, in an interview with an Australian guy, an Australian comedian actually, thought he kind of had him he caught him on a, on a on a question where um the guy said to him you know he said there's a story about some conservative republican cake makers somewhere in Texas or Arizona who wouldn't make a cake for a gay couple and <clears throat> <clears throat> the guy said, should they be, you know, do you think it's a good idea if those people would be forced by law? If there would be a law passed where they can't discriminate against gay people by telling them they can't, won't make a cake for them. And Jordan Peterson said, no, I don't think it should be forced on those people. And the guy said then, but if you look back at the, in in the 60s, 50s and 60s in the US, there were laws passed that forced people from, to stop, forced them to stop discriminating against black people. And that was a good thing. Segregation. Right, Stop segregation. And so... That actually worked. It seems to have worked. At least it's a lot better than it was then. So, why don't you think that would work? In this case of a gay couple, shouldn't people who are prejudiced against gay couples be forced to, um, to, for example, make not discriminate against them, make a cake for them? And Peterson then backtracked and said, "Well, maybe, maybe they should have then. Maybe, maybe I was wrong about that." But I think there's an important point there: is that it's, generally speaking, not someone's part of someone's religion to discriminate against someone on the basis of their skin color. Certainly not Christians. There's nothing. Christians would tend to be, you know, against that, let's say, our Christian ethos, Christian teachings would be against that kind of discrimination. But it's not so clear when it comes to homosexuality because people Christians can readily refer to the Bible and pull out Tracts from the bible and say i'm calling homosexuality a sin and stuff and i'm not saying i agree with that what i'm saying is that there are people it's not so easy to force people it's not as easy to force people people who are let's say homophobic or discriminate or you know think don't think too too well of homosexuality it's not so easy to force them to change their minds it's not as easy as it might be to force them to change their minds about uh racial discrimination Yeah, because you could appeal to the Bible and say, "Look, Jesus wouldn't discriminate against black people. Why do you?" And then you can get them to come around But I don't. I don't know if Jesus. I don't think Jesus discriminated against homosexuals, but he didn't one way or the other. But certainly in the Bible there are tracks about. So what I'm saying is that it's part of traditional Christian teaching for some people that homosexuality is a sin. You know, so to force that kind of you're 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 going to have to just maybe outlaw religion outlaw those religious beliefs or outlaw Christianity to some extent if people who are Christians say that well part of the Christian teaching is that homosexuality is a sin therefore i'm i'm I have to stick with that i can't be I can't think well of homosexuality. I can't go to a gay pride parade I can't go up and 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 you know be nice to homosexuals without telling them that they're that they're sinners uh well no, well then you can force those people to do it but you're for, you're infringing their their religious beliefs at that point you know what I mean
0: well a happy medium was found where um, liberalization took place and it's basically accepted. But the implicit agreement between religious groups, say, and uh, homosexual groups, is that you, you don't pro- get to proselytize each other. Right. Believe whatever you want. We're all multicultural now. Yeah. But you don't get to. Right? Yeah, but and, I think like that's and part that of the, the pushback comes from the uh, w- completely one sided. Uh, levels of proselytization that yeah, but, do take place. But it's one
1: thing, one thing to stop to, to to mandate or enforce no, no proselytizing, but it's another thing to... I mean, at the same time as they, they would do that, they would also pass hate speech laws. Where it's one thing for Christians to say, okay, I'm not going to go out and you know protest gay pride parades, but if someone overhears me saying homosexuality is a sin, Am I going to be up in court for hate crime for for hate speech? Cuz that can happen very that could happen very quickly and I mean that's what a lot of people on the left would want to happen. They don't want those people to be able to say those things at all. You're not allowed to say those things cuz it's it offends another human being basically. And that's I mean that's a sticky wicket. That's, that's that's a problem that doesn't have an obvious or easy solution to it. You know, unless you just want to say get in your bunkers, load up your guns and we'll see who's right after we do the shooting. You know? But that, I mean, there's a, I mean, there is a lot of hysteria, and I mean, you know, there's a lot of there's, pro, there's serious problems with it, like when the whole uh, gay community and transsexuals and and um, drag queens and stuff like that, you know, but them getting to proselytize effectively to children, you know, to influence the minds. So there's YouTube, YouTube uh, channels where where drag queens basically host kids shows, mm-hmm. and have puppets and all that kind of stuff, and it's being being hosted by 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 children, you know, and I think we have a video here of uh, this is what is this video
0: we want to show something for this is San Francisco right so San Francisco probably the birthplace of the modern pride movement I, I think I'm not sure about that but you know <coughs> it, it, it all kind of kicked off there began there and uh, San Francisco pride is still going it took place last week this year's event and this happened what happened <laughs> Get forward
2: to about forty seconds.
3: guess what I smoke, never smoke. Yes,
2: in my budget about the wind. Don't know what enough of that.
3: Enough
0: of that. Um yeah, mass brawl All female, apparently, beating each other senseless to the point where they were smashing heads against concrete and blood flowed. And it's sparked by one of the dancers getting criticized for not doing it right or something. And then the response was, F-U-B-H. And then it just went from there. And the DJ, the music, music, that's music these days, you heard was being played over it during it. I guess there's a stage and speakers right next to it. And people jumping in and out, smiling at the cameras, taking selfies. Isn't this funny? Go on, yeah, get her, get her, get her. I mean, this is gay pride. Is this the cultural height? I mean, is it going to get worse from here? If if they're divided among themselves, well they, yeah, by themselves...
1: They always are. I mean, that's the way those kind of ideologies go, you know, when they, when they take hold. I mean, there's pogroms and there's groups that were once part of it who are now on the out and are persecuted and stuff. It's just not good. I mean, just look at history and happens over and over again but the problem with the left is that they don't they think we're so far removed from history basically that history has ended effectively where we're human beings were the victims of these forces and society and stuff now we have this vision of the future and we are going to make history we're going to we're going to direct the course of human evolution we're not going to be victims of it anymore and they don't realize that the freaking nazis said the same thing believed the same thing I mean, have a bit of humility, you know.
0: Thousand-year right.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I wonder if, when all is said and done, the dust settles, if the only if the remnants, when some alien race or something comes and investigates what happened on planet Earth, and they go to America, and they'll see, they will see that they won't be able to figure out what actually happened, they'll just realize that everything's been destroyed, and the only real bits of evidence they have of what actually went on would be a bunch of wigs and very large eyelashes and big, you know, uh lipsticks and and high heel boots, you know, uh, and they'll say, "Wow, some serious shit went down here." Um, the the Transgender Wars of, of 2020, you know?
0: Well, I want to go straight to another video. Yeah. Not just America. Let's cross the pond now. Mm. I want to show a video. This is... <coughs> one second. This is the Elysee the Pal- Palace. Right. So basically, the office slash residence of the president of France doing his part for the Fête de la Musique, a national nationwide event in which...
1: People play music play music of and this is the kind of music he chose to play
0: yeah let's have a listen
1: We stop Enough. Louis XIV is rolling in his grave, is turning in his grave. I mean, this is Elysia Palace, it's this magnificent kind of palace that you know yes, has a long, long history.
0: An all black, yeah. So, what we saw there basically
1: was uh, Emmanuel Macron and his grandmother, I mean, his wife, um, standing there in front of a few speakers, and there were five or six or seven, a troop of. Some transgender, but all black, dressed up in kind of, some of them in kind of like slightly bondagey kind of gear, dancing around.
0: Highly suggestively.
1: Uh, uh, and this was the Fete de la Musique. This With was this
0: 1,500 was... families and kids there. Right. And this is on the steps of the place where foreign heads of state are right. met. And, you know, he shakes the hand. And then this the seat
1: in. of French culture and French history and French heritage, basically. And this is what he decided to put forward as his vision, I suppose of what
0: a snapshot of French culture of
1: French culture and what French culture should be. I mean, the point is, even if that was something desirable, you have to take stock of the fact that there's an awful lot of people, a majority of people in France, and this probably applies to America as well, who aren't ready for that kind of a radical change from, you know, in France, for example, some guy with a beret and a baguette under his arm and a string of onions around his neck playing an accordion that's French culture that's a big step from that to what we just listened to and saw Mm. and people are going people you know you you should not out of respect for human beings and their frailties and their their kind of like reticence uh, uh, the the reluctance to change let's say you should understand that you cannot impose that kind of a radical change so quickly because you will create you will very likely create serious social conflict
0: there are certain bounds like they've they've been totally free for the longest time especially in Paris never mind the rest of France but especially in Paris to have clubs parades where they can do that but this boundary is crossed and it's not their fault it's Macron's fault for God's sake where it's the televised event with all the kids there Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I mean they were so conscientious that they had um, non-alcoholic beverages Mm. only Right, we don't want you know we don't want this to descend into anything you know,
1: mm-hmm. untoward. Mm-hmm.
0: But he doesn't see that uh, people are going to look at that and go, "What is this a bordello?"
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's encouraging the worst parts of, of 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 human excess, let's say, because I think it's not homophobic to say that the way for and even a lot of homosexuals and any that are listening to the show, um, what. Well, have a problem with the the way gay pride parades are displayed and represented, and how they, and what and the representation they give of, of let's say gay culture, if you want to call that, or or or, or homosexuality. You know, I mean, it's it's just it's pure excess. You know, and um, I don't know.
0: Uh, there's been there's one other item that's kind of related. I mean,
1: well, one of the things, one of the things that I wanted to actually that I just I, I just remembered is that it, it's reasonable enough to suggest that that kind of excess of, you know, men in dog collars and black leather underwear, prancing around uh, the Elysee or in a public street or whatever, is not a good approach. It's not something that you should promote to the general public and to children. Because not just because they're not ready for it, but also because it's probably not a good path for human beings to, to, to indulge themselves in that level of Kind of excess and free abandon type thing so the idea of tolerance macron's doing that because he wants tolerance right he realizes that some people like this exist in french society and ordinary french people will be intolerant of them therefore we have to do something about that intolerance we have to make them more tolerant so the way to do it is shove it in their faces and the thing is no maybe those people are right to be intolerant of that level of you know chap-wearing, bare-butt-cheek showing in public. Why, in what society is that, <laughs> in what imagined society, is that a positive thing to be happening on a regular basis or to be propagandizing that kind of thing towards towards children? What kind of children, I mean, do you even know what, what, what way that's going to shape children's thought patterns? Are they all going to end up being that? I mean, do we want the whole population to be wearing you know, leather chaps with their butt cheeks showing uh, and dancing down the street on the way to school? I mean, is that what you... I mean, I know that's an extreme example, but you, are, you obviously want to spread the acceptance of that kind of behavior. So do you know where it's going to end? Do you know what, if, there's, if there's a limit to it or will we all end up doing that, you know?
0: There's another, there's another item um, also this week. The New York Times did a special where they had an animation... This is their response to the announcement of a Trump-Putin summit. They have some artists come up with this animation. Um, Scotty, can you pull that up? I've sent you a link, and it's got it's got uh, some screenshots from it from this cartoon, showing Trump and Putin as two gay lovers. Yep. it's like
1: it's up there now. Yeah,
0: Trump is tweak Trump. They're both kissing, right? And Trump is tweaking the nipples. Of Putin in this cartoon. And that's just, that's just, that's just one aspect. There, there's, there's a lot of other classically cliche gay things like Trump's wearing a collar. What's so interesting on. about that but is hang it, on now, there yeah. was a backlash yeah. by prominent gays in the United States right, saying this is completely homophobic. Mm. And why, what's with these tropes? So the, you've got to distinguish here, it, it's not like gays against normal people. Because there is no such thing as gays. There is no gays and there's no norm people. There's this pathology that is taking it and using it mm-hmm.
1: for its to own achieve, end. To achieve an end, yeah. To achieve a goal.
0: Yeah, well, it was the
1: New York Times, yeah? Yes. The New York Times, right, the liberal, lefty paper, bashing Trump all the time and supposedly fully on board with the kind of whole diversity and tolerance and acceptance and transgender and gay rights and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and yet, their main goal is to is to push the kind of deep state agenda of demonizing Trump and Putin and, and and, uh, promoting this false narrative, which Mueller has found no evidence of collusion between Trump and Russia at this late stage, they're still doing it and they're willing to sacrifice their so-called liberal lefty inclusive diversity values of supporting gay people and transgenders and stuff by, discriminating against them so they can bash Trump and Putin and and promote the idea of... Ha
0: ha, they're a pair of queers. Ha ha ha. Yeah,
1: exactly. Oh, I shouldn't say... Oh, did I say that? Sorry. Did Uh, I miss a memo? Sorry. (laughs) I actually let out what I really think uh, um, uh, there. But they haven't taken it down, apparently, so uh, fair enough, you know. Um, Yeah. Good, because it
0: keeps their their pathology front and centre. You know there's this talk about, like, a blue wave in the... Midterm elections this November. Mm. Yeah, we're going to strike back. We're going to win. I, I Democrats, I think they're going to be surprised because the the more fired up they get, the more extreme they get. It's going to be, if anything, the opposite: a consolidation of Trump's. Yeah, for so that uh, just... Republican Congress, and therefore Trump. That, that's scary
1: because it'll just make convince the the Democrats and the lefties that they that they're not doing enough. Then to they do, do more. more. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, um, yeah, so. What else was there? Um, another crazy thing happened in France this mm, week. That was part of it in a certain sense, um, well, It
2: was part of the whole
0: range. the another expression of extremism. Uh, the, a letter was sent by a union of French butchers to the Elysee, I think, signed by 18,000 butchers across the country, pleading with the government to do something to protect them from, quote, vegan terrorists. Like, yeah. what the hell is that about? Well, apparently they're going around, it's usually in the larger cities for now, and harassing staff who work at Butcher's, uh, vandalizing the place, smashing mm-hmm. windows, mm-hmm. spraying graffiti with slogans like, stop speciesism.
1: Yeah. Speciesism. Speciesism. Uh, um. and,
0: and I saw an interview with a, a staff, just a kid, I think he's just a... A young worker, not like the owner of the of the business, but he's like, yeah, it's re- getting really crazy. Like, and I, I, would like to see this, you know, dealt with because my fear is that any day now, butchers are gonna fight back.
1: Mm. And they're the ones with the cleavers, right?
0: The, the cleavers, but more than that, they're they people who connected with most connected with farmers,
1: right? Who are
0: the people with guns,
1: right? In France, yeah. Yeah, but it's it's interesting. I mean that that uh, how does that tie in with you know the the fête de la musique uh, event in France where Macron had these uh, dancers? Well, it's it's tolerance. It's it's part of the whole leftist, what appears to be a leftist quote unquote uh, ideology of a utopian society, and it extends right down to the vegans are in with that because part their addition or their contribution to the idea of this pure utopian society is that no animals will be killed. Right? None at all. So you start off right from, you know, no racism, no sexism, no homophobia, transgender rights, inclusivity, immigrant rights, everything down to save the animals. So nobody in this utopian vision of society, no one, including animals, is allowed to be harmed. Or discriminate against or have a bad word said against them even in private ever not only not only will you not not be allowed to eat animals you won't be able to say things like that cow looks tasty or or you won't be able to say (laughs) you won't be able to say "Mm, i could eat a burger now you know (laughs) Uh, because somebody would hear you and say
0: unless it's a fake burger
1: there's a cow in that field over there heard you say that and I can see the distress on his face. <laughs> so you're going to jail. Um, that's, that's, but that's it's obviously part, of, part and parcel of it when you, br- when you bring it out to this idea of uh, a radical utopian society where there can be no, Again, no suffering it, at all.
0: It begins with, hang on a minute, you can't deny me that job because of my sexuality or my color. And everyone goes, eventually, yeah, that, that's wrong. Yeah. Can you do the job or not? Right. Good. And then it goes to the next stage. In, in the vegan's case, it begins with, I choose to eat this way. Mm. That's not for right. me. Thank you. I'm sorry. Sorry. I can't eat the meal you were all eating. Waiter, can I please have a special? And the waiter will accommodate it, maybe, if it's in a certain restaurant. It, I'm not saying it. Obviously, it's not all people who have chosen that lifestyle will go this way. Mm. But you can see the natural progression in a number of them, at least, which is... No, the only way it's going to work for me is if if everyone else is in the utopia with me.
1: Yeah, not only that, but I'm going to protect those people, so I'm going to protect... I can't just say I'm a vegan and I don't... uh, or a vegetarian and I don't eat meat and that's okay, Uh, that's for me, and I respect the fact that you do. No, it's like, that's not where it ends. That's not even the beginning of it. The beginning of it actually is that you are persecuting animals by eating them. You are an aggressor and a tyrant to animals and i am going to defend take up the plight of the defenseless animals and defend them against you and if that means i'm gonna you know chop you up and eat you to see how you like it <laughs> then so be it or so if i'm gonna stop you being and that's what we've said earlier on about you know i mean <clears throat> racism has to end anybody who doesn't get on board with that sexism has to end homophobia has to end but right down to the level I mean, I mean, even talking about parents, I mean, if you want to end racism or sexism or homophobia, you have to get into people's homes because you would realize once you've done the top level stuff, you pass policies, pass laws and stuff where it's, you know, there's hate speech, crime, hate speech and uh, um, discrimination laws and all that kind of stuff passed. You realize that it's not really working because people in their homes are having children and they have prejudices and they're teaching their children. Those prejudices—they're still saying. God, says, homosexuality is a sin, or they're saying racist things. So you have to, at a certain point, if you want to really achieve it, these people realize that that you have to really go the full distance. And that's—I mean, obviously, the end result of that is where you start locking people up arbitrarily. You—you know—you can get the Nazi Germany type stuff. You know, extermination, concentration camps, putting people in prison for 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 thought crime, basically, or for um, and that's why it's it's dangerous. And the point is that people poo poo that, but they don't. The only people who poo poo that are the ones who are ignorant of history and ignorant, most most importantly, of where human beings are at and the fact that they haven't actually progressed in a very long time. In fact, never. Human beings are pretty much the same. Close, you know, close cousins of monkeys uh, that they've always been. And this veneer of technology and modern society and stuff is just that—a veneer. It has no effect, and uh, scratch the surface, and there's a monkey, who will put you in, pre- who will you know, beat your head with a rock because you stole his apple, basically, you know, or stole his whatever, whatever monkeys eat bananas. Um,
0: <clears throat> How dare you say that? I can conceptualize abstract things and make articulate arguments. Yeah. I can win the argument too. Well,
1: you can. The main thing, the human big human brain is for, is so that they can engage in abstract thought. To imagine that they're very far from monkeys that's what their big brain allows them to do most most importantly of course it allows for other things but at that fundamental level it's, it's still very dangerous you have to take stock of the fact of where human beings are at and not rock the boat when you realize where they're at and what can go wrong you don't rock the boat because it's very bad for everybody Most people don't care they, they have a this grandiose delusional idea of themselves and damn you if you're going to say anything different we're charging ahead to this wonderful future and if you're uh, you 're going to stand in my way I 'm going to put you in prison for it and you know you know and there's a good argument that it's a power game these people are in it for themselves basically but well, they're delusional for a start even if they're not in it for themselves they're out, out to get some kind of some kind of personal power um, they're delusional when you know <laughs> I mean, they're going to turn on science eventually because science has been very quiet but science kind of backs up this this idea that basically human beings are like monkeys and don't rock the boat because you'll mess it up very quickly you know you'll have a Troop of monkeys all going bonkers and wrecking, wrecking yep. everything around them. Science backs that up in many different ways.
0: Evolutionary biology, but the, back. but
1: because of the leftist kind of new paradigm, that can, those scientific facts and truths have to be suppressed. And Absolutely. and science doesn't say much about them. Scientific journals and stuff like that don't promote it very much. They promote all the wonderful, brave new, wonderful new utopian future uh, ideas about you know where we're going, technology and stuff. And they and they suppress. They basically don't publish all of the stuff that says, you know what bunch of monkeys ain't going to going to the stars because they haven't learned how to you know uh live together uh and I haven't and I haven't taken stock of the fact that uh that's what they are basically you know that they're that they're driven by monkey nature they haven't overcome their monkey nature these humans therefore until they do they're not going anywhere else you know and they're going to hell if they don't uh, if they think there's something something much more than uh monkey mind, you know. <clears throat> so yeah, it's dangerous time, you know. I mean a good example, we are talking about um we were talking about I just sent you a link there, Scotty. Um we were talking about Obama earlier on and how he you know, he was on Ellen DeGeneres doing the dancing, hey, you know, and mic dropping and stuff. And he was such a cool president, you know, and he just said all the right things. Um but uh don't be
0: dating my daughters i'll drone you. right i'll drone you. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: funny you know and he's such a smooth talker and he says all the right things but he basically you know like we we said he was he was the the front man the, the the ceremonial position for this kind of like letting the deep state in the us continue to run the show which was to push against russia china and other powers in the world to the point where they could cause serious global catastrophe for everybody. So and then, and we're talking about the need for people to be able to at least see beyond the surface. You know, I mean, it's, it's not like it's alien or, or or foreign to the average person that some people who are smooth suave talkers and actors, well, not actors, but talkers, are bullshit artists, and that afterwards you find out that that guy who's saying all the nice things was actually up to no good behind the scenes. I mean, is that a radical, mind blowing concept for the average person? But why don't they? allow that for, for, for politicians. Well, I suppose because they can't because these are their leaders and they have to believe that their re- leaders are better than them. So they're not, at the same time, then going to undercut their own need uh, to believe in that by saying, well, yeah, he's probably lying. And they're not going to look for any of the evidence that actually he's not doing what he said he was doing. He's not the nice guy that he actually was, you know. And this this uh, article just on SOT... Uh, uh,
0: it seems to be <clears throat> not found.
1: Oh, it's not found? Yeah. Um, how could it be not found?
0: I don't know, I was just searching for it but I can't find it. Joe imagined it. <laughs> I imagined it.
1: Um Yeah, well anyway, it's
0: uh You write the article now, then we'll read it out.
1: Yeah, try that. I write it. No. Uh it's here. It's it's just uh an article from uh it's about the a Nobel Peace Peace Prize nominee. Oh
0: yeah, Joe <laughs> Davis. Right. He was a Clinton staffer.
1: Right um 22 year old co-founder of a charity that advocates joel davis advocates for victims of sexual violence was arrested on tuesday in new york for guess what possession of child pornography that's the kind of thing that you should just liberally pun intended to uh, ascribe to politicians particularly the ones who talk the most about doing wonderful things for the children, wonderful things for humanity, okay. wonderful things for the immigrants, wonderful things for, for gay people, wonderful things for everybody. Those people, you can, I mean, you're better safe than sorry to assume that the people who talk the loudest about that at least are insincere and at worst are like this guy who's running a fricking charity for victims of sexual violence while being in possession of child pornography. I mean, that's like, he, thinks that's, he probably thought that was the best cover. He has, he's basically a pedophile says, how can I get away with being a paedophile the best? You know what? I'm going to start a charity that advocates for victims of, of, of child sexual abuse. Yeah, very good. Good idea, but uh, it's not didn't, just didn't
0: politicians work. or activists like this guy. It's that you can apply that across the board. I mean, yeah. someone who's shouting the loudest about something mm. like and is, is on it, they're hammering it. That's their pet grievance chances are it's a cover for something else yeah unbeknownst to them possibly even i don't know like was he actually i think joel davis was accused specifically of trying to arrange to engage
1: wasn't just possession of child pornography included attempted sexual exploitation of a minor and enticement of a minor to engage in sexual activity okay so
0: that's not just someone who's being hypocritical that's beyond that's pathology okay
1: no he's out there like i mean Whatever, but maybe maybe he's not. Maybe it's not that he's devious in that way that he planned it all, ha ha ha. I'm going to do this, but it shows just how insincere and hypocritical human beings are and can be by nature, and that you should not put your trust in any bunch of human beings who come, come along and say, "We're going to revolutionise revolutionise society and make it all the, make it make it so much better. It's going to be utopia. We're going to get rid of all the bad things in society, and it's going to be wonderful." And it's like, no, you're not. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean you can't that some in some future scenario maybe but right now clean your goddamn room you know
0: jordan peterson saying yeah just focus on what you can do
1: well, first of all figure out what you can't do and what your problems are and be honest with yourself about it mm. and then realize just where you are and the and the serious problems you have the serious impediments you have to even functioning as a normal human being work on those once you get to that point then we'll talk about the future utopian society but nobody wants to do that because it's too hard right it's far better just to go no forget all the bad shit that that's confronting me at just sweep it all under the rug and we're just gonna all march you know together into this new utopian setting where i'm great and everybody's great and nothing bad happens yeah nice idea doesn't work sorry don't do it put the pussy hat down so i don't know
0: yeah we got no solutions but the first one is obviously do no harm and do no harm to yourself well you so know what? Don't fall victim to ideological possession. Forget about hysterical. Well
1: forget forget about solutions. Solutions kind of tend to come all by themselves if yeah. you define the problem correctly. And if you define it accurately and honestly in, in its in its true and real form. And that's what no one is doing. You can't get any solutions until you actually take stock of where you're at and what the problem is, in all honesty and uh, nobody wants to do that because you know honestly me it's so like uh sixth century um
0: Here, here's a here's an egregious example of it writ large last week we touched on this we did a show on mass the mass migration issue in both the us and in europe so the europeans had their summit merkel heads of state eu uh ap headline eu leaders push with plan to screen migrants in africa That sounds like progress. Okay, Mm. they've got a solution to the problem. But the small print says no North African countries have agreed so far to to, to cooperate with this plan. But they're all there in Brussels tapping themselves on the back. Mm. There you go. Italy and others worried about mass migration. We have a solution. It's not going to work, but at least we have the illusion of a solution.
1: Right that's 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 where we're at you know the other thing uh, we want to touch on was uh, our old friend uh, Bibi netanyahu uh that shining example paragon 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 of of virtue and integrity who is currently being has been for several years investigated for corruption along with his wife anyway Bibi, uh just i don't know there's something special about netanyahu um, he doesn't like Iran. You may have noticed uh, he he tends to go on and on and on and on about Iran forever, uh, trying to convince everybody that Iran is the worst country in the world, including most notably trying recently trying to convince the Iranian people that their government is the worst government in the world and that they should do something about it. But he really he went above and beyond the call of duty recently uh, and took uh, advantage of the football, the soccer world cup that's going on right now in russia shock horror how dare russia get the world cup in their country and all the positive press they're getting it's terrible but anyway he took advantage of the publicity around the world cup to address the iranian people again um and he used some interesting analogies that you know well they were interesting so let's uh, roll out one scotty
3: Can you imagine how hard it is to stop Ronaldo from scoring a goal? I used to play soccer. Let me tell you, it's almost impossible. But the Iranian team just did the impossible. To the Iranian people I say, you showed courage on the playing field. And today you show the same courage in the streets of Iran. Iran has many problems, air pollution, water scarcity, billions wasted on terror. Can you imagine what would happen? If the Iranian government, instead of wasting your money on Syria and Yemen and unnecessary wars in the Middle East, would start investing in it in solving these problems in Iran, the solution to all these problems is the Iranian people. That's why I offered medical aid to save Iranian lives after a devastating earthquake. That's why I opened a Farsi telegram group to teach water conservation to Iranian farmers. And that's why I'll never stop advocating for peace with the Iranian people. One day, one day I'll hope to watch Iran's soccer team go head-to-head against Israel in a free Tehran. On that day, we'll all be winners.
0: Yeah. We're
3: all winning now. We're
1: all winners. Do you notice how he compared the Iranian government to Ronaldo?
3: Yeah, I didn't
0: quite get there.
1: Well, it's obvious, Neil. The Iranian football team stopped Ronaldo scoring a goal, which is very, very hard.
0: It's almost impossible. It's
1: almost impossible. So why, therefore, then can the Iranian people not overthrow their government?
0: <laughs> yeah, it logically follows.
1: <laughs> Duh. Just do it. I mean, they had a perfect, Iranian, the whole Iranian nation, 80 million people, had a perfect example of how to overthrow their government. Just replay the game against Portugal when they, the Iranian team stopped Ronaldo scoring a goal and then apply that to your government.
0: It, yes? It's almost cute
1: almost almost cute except he's deranged but
0: it's him being holding out an olive branch
1: yeah this is my olive branch overthrow and it's your the government. World
0: cup and everyone's feeling the like the good vibes from it yeah. contrary to the hell we were told it was going to be his his his,
1: <laughs> his overture of peace to the Iranian people is overthrow your government now we're going to bomb you
0: because we know that your number one problem is yeah. air pollution right yeah uh, well air
1: pollution your number one problem is air pollution and water Therefore, overthrow your government like Ronaldo. Get Ronaldo to help you. No, don't get Ronaldo. Get the Iranian football team to lead the revolution against the government. And you know what? Just do it. Because, you know, it'll be fine. Everybody knows that when people rise up and overthrow the government, that it goes super smoothly. Yes, and it's, it's, right. it's a cakewalk. Everybody loves whenever they have a, 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 a coup d'etat or like a, a, an internal. It's uh, like
0: scoring a goal. Yeah. It's well, like yeah. winning. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Or in this case, not scoring a goal against right. stopping someone else going to go. Okay. It's very clear. Very, very clear. And it just gives you good insight into the mind of Netanyahu and how he's making such a wonderful stride there in the Middle East and in, in solving all sorts of problems. Um,
0: Meanwhile, Iranian fans have been filmed, photoed, uh, it was on Russian news, going to the World Cup and partying on the streets with Israeli fans who are there with their flags. Right. And they're all together mingling. Yeah. The Israelis are there supporting Russia, I think. But there's no problem whatsoever. Mm. And there's also another article I saw from last week. Israelis of Iranian descent, so Jews originally from Iran, Mm -hmm. they're all there at home watching the football and cheering on Iran.
1: Yeah. I mean... But they're out of touch. Politicians are totally out of touch, you know, as well. Uh, Which It's a kind of understatement, really. But, you know... It's all. It can only go somewhere crazy, you know. Really, uh, at this point, if these people are allowed to continue to, to you know, force, force the policies that they misguidedly uh, invent to solve the world's problems, which is really their problems, i.e., their problems of not getting what they want, which is more and more power and greed and wealth. Um, So yeah, I who don't, I don't know. It's all just. It's a crazy, crazy time we live in, you know. And um, it's John
0: Bolton and Bibi together believe there'll be a new regime yeah. in Iran in by January.
1: January 2019, yeah. That's six months. Yeah, they're just going to get the Iranian people to rise up and overthrow the government. Easy, Boom,
0: easy, be done. easy. Yeah, like it worked in 2009, except it didn't. It failed. It failed even with the snipers doing the headshots on both protesters and police. Mm. I wrote about it at the time and said, yeah, clearly no one knows who they were. They got in, they got out. They were shooting people in the head. They shot dead that girl who became... The poster image right. of the revolution, oh, free Iran, free Iran, and it completely failed.
1: Right, and the, the result probably was that there were further strictures imposed in Iran, to some extent anyway, because mm-hmm. now Iran is afraid, the Iranian government is afraid that there are going to be external attempts to uh, initiate a, a coup d'etat or a civil war, some kind of civil strife in the country. Yeah, the world has is a, is a, just descended into chaos and its ideology and its ideology based in complete subjectivity, radical massively exaggerated subjectivity where people just dispense with all facts all truth all hard data and say no only what i believe politicians are doing it and a lot of ordinary people are doing it and it's not good for the world it has a bad effect on everybody it's crazy making for everybody and it creates it creates the kind of chaos that we're seeing uh, in the news every day these days and you know kudos to everybody who's still kind of standing after watching all this you know who continues to watch this crap and is still standing because a lot of it just make you fall over and it's no. driving a lot of people mad. Yeah, it's driving people crazy. You know, like that guy who shot a bunch of people up in New York. Maybe you know, uh, one example of it in, Maryland. in Maryland. Actually, it's uh, a the, newspaper. the newspaper headquarters goes in and uh, and you know he wasn't like he wasn't a wasn't a dubious you know um, suspect kind of story where he was conveniently killed and uh, he shouted Alawak bar before he did it and uh, and that's all she wrote. You know, it's he's been arrested and it sounds more like a uh, A grudge you know but you still have to be kind of nuts to go in and shoot five people in a newspaper office just because you're pissed off about something they wrote (laughs) but there's more and more of those kinds of people that's the effect that the generalized chaos is having on on many people you know and uh, I suppose we have to expect more of it before it gets any better if it's ever gonna get better anyway I think we'll uh, maybe call quits there for this week folks Um. We hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back pretty soon with another update. We'll have more updates as uh, things happen, uh, more videos as well. Um, So until then, have a good morning, evening, afternoon,
0: whatever it is, wherever it is for you. See you next week.